Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Breast Cancer Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Deepa Halaharvi, a fellowship-trained breast surgeon and also happen to be a breast cancer survivor, thriver, and a warrior living my best life. As you know, breast cancer affects millions worldwide, touching lives in a profound ways. Whether you're someone facing a diagnosis or a supporter seeking information or just eager to learn more, this podcast aims to be a beacon of understanding, hope, and empowerment. I'm here to talk about all things breast cancer, from surgery to survivorship, as well as high risk for breast cancer to metastatic breast cancer. My goal is to provide you with reliable information, share inspiring narratives, and foster a supportive community. I know firsthand the challenges breast cancer diagnosis brings. Throughout this podcast, I will give you strategies to handle difficulties that arise from cancer diagnosis. We'll have insightful conversations with medical experts, researchers, survivors, caregivers, and advocates. I will tackle topics that impact our lives as cancer survivors. My goal is to educate you and empower you to live your best life. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Breast Cancer Podcast. Today, I'm super, super excited. I have Jody Gibbs, uh, who's a physician assistant in Columbus, Ohio. She's phenomenal. She's incredible. Her patients absolutely love her. She is one of my absolute faves. I love her too. And I'm so excited that she made the time to be here today. And part of the reason she's here today is she's an expert on this topic that we are talking about today. And this is continuing our Finding Your New Normal series. I talked about how the strategies to deal with fear of recurrence last month. This month, we are talking about menopausal symptoms, specifically hot flashes. So I want to take each and every one of these topics that women face as they're diagnosed with breast cancer. And for me, quality of life is such an important, passionate topic. And uh, today we're going to be talking about hot flashes. And so Jody Gibbs, she's an expert on this topic. So I'm so incredibly grateful that she's here. And I'm so grateful that you guys get to listen from her. And uh, uh, so I'm super excited to talk about this. So we know over 200,000 women in the United States get diagnosed with breast cancer every year. Mm -hmm. And we know that a lot of these women are still premenopausal when they're diagnosed with breast cancer. Right, right. And so uh, unfortunately, we put them in menopause, whether it's mm -hmm. chemotherapy, whether it's surgical menopause by removing the ovaries or putting them on anti-estrogen medication like tamoxifen or metase inhibitors mm -hmm. or medical menopause with an injection every month, right? Mm -hmm. And you see these women. And unfortunately, menopause, it takes about 10 years for women to go through menopause, right? Mm -hmm. 10 years of going through the different side effects and symptoms, but unfortunately, when you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're automatically pushed into menopause. Mm -hmm. Am I right with yeah. that, Jody? Yeah. 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 So um, one of the common things that women come in and say hot flashes. Right, right. All of a sudden, they wake up now. They never had hot flashes before. Now they have hot flashes. Right, right. So what are some strategies and tips that you give to the patients when they come in to ask you about the yeah. hot flashes? Okay. So yeah, I would say, um, first of all, I think it's really important to recognize that I have patients that come in a lot of times because of a certain age, feel like they shouldn't have those side effects. And um, so people who have gone through menopause, menopause a lot of times is noted to, to be 10 years to get through it, but there's years of perimenopause, there's years of postmenopause. So that window of time can be different for everyone and it can be really long. And some people it's a little shorter. 
Um, when we give you these medications, you're right. That's one of the biggest side effects are hot flashes. And what's concerning about that is it is a quality of life issue. So um, you and I both, I think, really value that quality of life piece to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. 100%, so yeah. when we first started giving medications for patients that kind of threw them into one of those side effects being hot flashes, we really worked really closely to say, hey, let's get through five yes. years of this. Like, you can do it. Like, yeah. Let's do this five yeah. years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these studies came out and... And they extended that amount of time. And so, you know, trying to get someone through five years of quality of life issues compared to seven to 10 years, that even makes it even harder for people. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people feel like they just have to deal with that side effect. So, um, you know, in some ways people feel like a hot flash is that debilitating or not when they try to talk mm. to other people about it. Um, sometimes people understand that and some people, times people don't. Uh, the other piece to that is what is a hot flash, right? So some people have a hot flash and it's what you would think it would be. It's sweating to death. It's um, your sheets are wet, your hair's wet. Some people have a hot flash and it's more of a tingling feeling or some people have a hot flush, what they call it, not a flash. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like it's just a really warm feeling. And so people aren't sure how to place value on that. Like, what do I talk to somebody about? When does it get to mm -hmm. a point where it's an issue or not? And so it's really important to know any of those things are an issue. We want to hear about all of those things so that we can help you through what you're feeling. Those are all like really important points. So what is the first thing you tell patients or ask patients? Do you ask about their triggers? Right, right, right. So that's a good point. So yeah. sometimes you, the first thing you think about is what do you have in your control right now to help with the hot flashes, right? Yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Like, are there triggers? And, yeah. and there can be triggers. Yeah. That's typically what I say is, what are your triggers? Or mm -hmm. do you have a record of when these hot flashes come on? Yeah. Is it when you ate something really spicy? Right. Is it something after you drank alcohol? Right, exactly. So is it something you have like like too many layers of clothing, right? Or is it, are you in a stressful environment? Exactly. Um, so those are some things I think it's important for us to always kind of know, always talk about what is causing them, right? right. Be educated about how then we can decrease the amount of hot flashes that we get. Right. Right. So what are some tips? And I want to give some tips and strategies for audience to follow for when they have hot flashes. And so I have some tips that I want to talk about. I yeah. want to see what tips that you have, and maybe we have the same tips for sure. the for our audience. But so let's talk about one strategy at a time. What okay. would be a number one tip that you would tell them? Um, exercise. So yeah. that's been one thing that's been studied and proven. Yeah. So exercise that you can really feel it. So um, I, I always kind of recommend four times a week, yeah. give or take what you can do. But um, but in and, and the timing of exercise, I don't know that it matters. Like it's not an hour of exercise that you yeah. have to do, um, but it's definitely something that gets your heart rate up, something that yeah. you kind of are a little short of breath doing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's been proven to decrease the hot flashes. Yeah. 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 And how about like alcohol? Do you know of any evidence? Yeah, no, research? I think that, well, and I think it's, it's, it's everyone's different with all of these, right? Yes. Someone's going to exercise and say, oh my gosh, I noticed a, a great decrease in my hot flashes. And someone's going to try that and not notice it as much. Yeah. I think the other thing to know about that is with alcohol, like some people are going to, you know, have that, that reaction to alcohol and some people aren't. Um, sometimes it's recognizing what did you react to before? So if you've gone through menopause before and you notice those triggers, it might be the same with <laughs> medications, but yeah, no, I agree. I think it's exercise, alcohol. Um, what are some other ones that you recommend? Yeah. So I will say like sleeping, you know, menopausal symptoms also disrupt your sleep. So some tips that I usually talk to our, you know, our patient population in general would be 
sleep is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now we know it, you know, lack of sleep can cause dementia, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, right. you know, heart disease and, you know, increased mortality actually. So what are some things we can do? So there's a number of things for sleep. So are you sleeping in an environment that's cooling enough for right. you? Right. Is your bedroom cool? And you want, you want it to be around 68 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. or lower, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Um, the sheets, you know, are this, are you wearing synthetic clothing? Right. Are you wearing cotton clothing? Do you, right. are you sleeping on cotton sheets? There are these pillows that are made that have cooling coolant in it. So mm-hmm. it actually feels cool mm-hmm. on your neck and your yeah. back. Uh, do you have a fan next to you? Do you have right. a fan overhead? Do you have an air conditioning in your room? Right. Um, even like, Sometimes I sleep with one foot outside the yes, sheet. Yes, yes. That somehow it feels like, you know, you're, the same you, thing. Feel, you feel yes, kind of cool. Yes, yes, So these yes. are some like simple strategies to yes, follow. Yeah. Um, I actually had a patient the other day. She came in and she had this fan on her neck. Yes, I've that, seen that too. Yeah, yeah okay. that she got it from Amazon. I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, that is such a great, great thing to have. Right. It's a fan around your neck. So I would say those are some strategies for cooling your body, wearing layered clothing, more mm-hmm. cotton clothing, um, and sleeping on cotton sheets and mm-hmm. sheets that kind of, you can also find sheets that are kind of cool, like right, just keep right. you cool for yeah. the night. Yeah. No, and ice water before you go to bed. Yes. And like that's, that's something that, you know, yes. I, I learned recently yeah. that that helps with your, yeah. with your body temperature yeah. too. Yeah. So that can also help bring things down a little. Yeah. Yeah, just to have um, like a cool water bottle right yeah. next to you if you need to in the middle of the night yeah. to drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also noticing that having a higher body weight like BMI mm-hmm. can also increase hot flashes. So mm-hmm. studies have shown lower body weight, BMI like under 27, 28, something like that, right. that does decrease the number of hot flashes one gets. So right. again, right. to your point of exercising, I think right. it's really great to, you know, it, I mean, exercise, we know it, it releases endorphins, great for cardiovascular disease, decrease the risk of cancer coming back by right. 30%. When we, you know, I always talk about exercise because that's something that's in our control that right. we can do right. and right. we can help others. Right. What is one other thing that you would say? Um, as far as, um, so we've talked about keeping a cool room. We've talked about um, triggers like food and, and drinks. So yeah. if there's anything that triggers you there, um, I think another thing, and I do believe this has been studied also is meditation. Yes. And so it's, 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 I, I'm hard to tell you about meditation because yeah. I'm horrible at it, but I'm trying to get better. Um, there are great apps yeah. that you can get that I think are really helpful that yeah. kind of guide you through. And again, that doesn't have to be in an hour of your time. It really, we're talking about five, 10 minute snippets of your time. I think people do notice a, a decrease in hot flashes. If you take time to, to meditate either five to 10 minutes in the morning and five to 10 minutes in the evening. Um, and again, those guided like headspace, calm, there are several yes. apps and, and some of those apps, if you Google kind of like free 10 minute guided meditation, you don't have to pay anything for it. And yeah. you can get that kind of guided. And, and I need that guidance right now. Yeah. I don't know how you are with meditation. I'm trying yeah. to get better. I think it's a really great tool. Yeah. And I think it's really yeah. important. The one thing I notice in our patient population when I see them is people don't take deep breaths. Right. And right. that is such an important thing to calm your nervous system down yeah. to, you know, to activate the parasympathetic nervous system where right. you want to take deep breaths. And so sometimes I listen to their lungs and, you know, I'm listening to their lungs, but really I'm hoping that they're yes. calming down by taking some That is breaths. so funny. I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the cognitive behavioral therapy, such as meditation, like even hypnosis is talked about yeah. where it is really helpful for dealing with hot flashes yeah. amongst a number of other things that meditation helps. Right. You know, right. again, right. you know, fear of recurrence, anxiety, and all those things, but it is also shown to help with hot flashes. Right. 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 
And so we talked about exercise, now smoking. Okay. Yeah. Smoking is a big thing, I think. And I, you know, number of studies to show smoking can increase hot flashes. Mm -hmm. History of smoking, not even current smoking. Or if you're secondhand smoke, uh, Mm -hmm. you're exposed to smoking a secondhand, that can also increase hot flashes. So that's something that, again, it's in our control to maybe if you're a secondhand, if you're exposed to the secondhand smoke, maybe to take yourself out of those situations. If you're smoking, I know this is the toughest thing for men and women to stop doing right when they're told that they have cancer to stop smoking. Right. Because you're you know, this stressful situation, you've just been told you have cancer. Right. Now we are telling them, no, you need to stop smoking right, right. because it impedes healing. Like so many, you know, adverse effects with smoking. Yeah. But I know studies have shown, uh, looking at some data just before this podcast, is smoking can increase heart flashes. Okay. So. so dietary modifications, uh, do you talk about any specific diet that you tell your patients that could increase uh, hot flashes. You know, again, I for me, what I talk about is more just the what triggers them. So yep. is it spicy food? Yes. Is it, um, you know, sometimes the amount of food? Is it, you know, there are different triggers that if yep. they start to recognize kind of increases that um, symptom for them, that yep. it's something for them to recognize. Is there anything specific that yeah. you Yeah, so them? we actually had a dietitian, Allison Tierney, yeah. on our yeah. podcast. She's phenomenal. Yeah. So she really talks about eating natural soy products. Oh, so sure. that yes. actually does yeah, absolutely. help with dealing yeah. with hot yeah. flashes. Yeah. So that's something that you can do is incorporating some soy in your diet, you know, you know, contrary to what people believed in the past. I was going to say, it's yeah. good to kind of recognize. Yes. I think yeah. soy can be kind of a trigger word yes. for people. Yes. And I think yes. it's good for us to yeah. kind of give that permission that, yeah. that it's not what we felt like it yeah. was maybe and if you think or, about it in those countries in, in Japan and some other Asian countries where right. breast cancer incidence is not as high as the United States, they do eat a lot of soy. Right, right. So it is helpful in decreasing not just hot flashes, but also decreasing the risk of incidence, the way that the soy works in our body. And I would highly recommend going back to that podcast to listen to Allison. She does a beautiful job in explaining it, yeah. but it also helps to decrease you know, hot yeah, flashes. Yeah. I don't know if we touched on alcohol yet. Did we talk yes. about alcohol? Yeah. 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 So alcohol, you know, increases body temperature and the way that alcohol works is dilates blood vessels, mm-hmm. which can also cause increase in hot flashes. So we touched on that. Sure. Um, before going to the non-hormonal medications, I do want to talk to you about acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Have you seen people who I say have, that? Been... I have seen a good result with acupuncture. Yeah. Um, I, I am kind of specific in making sure that... Um, I'm aware of who I'm referring to. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone has different training and, and people go about it in different ways. Oh, is that right? So, okay, um, so if I talk with someone yeah. who's gotten a good result with yeah. the practitioner who's doing it, then you I'm going to, okay. yeah, I'm going to absolutely find okay. out more about that. That's and and uh, yeah. yeah, but I, again, that's, it's, it's like with all of these, like you're going to find things. Some people are going to be more comfortable eating soy. Some people aren't. Some people yeah. are going to have triggers with alcohol. Some people aren't. Yeah. So um, it's a matter of just kind of gathering this information. Yeah. I think acupuncture, um, um, you know, if you're skeptical going into it, I don't know what kind of result yeah. you're going to get, yeah. you know, but I do feel like I, I definitely have had some patients who have yeah. gotten really good results with it. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
So one of the last topic I want to talk about is non-hormone medications. Sure. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you recommend? Yeah. Well, first off, women? vitamin E. I've always yes. recommended vitamin E. So I personally had a total hysterectomy with my ovaries out at age 40. So oh, wow. um, I'm the one that so has you experienced it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so this is not just talking the is, talk. No, you walk the walk. No, yeah. I understand where yes. you're at. And yeah. so, yeah. So I'm the one that has the window cracked and a fan above me and a fan at my feet and, you know, the cooling sheets yeah. and all of those things. And yeah. so, um, um, you know, I know that that it's, it can be a lot. And so um, vitamin E, I tried vitamin E personally. I did feel like it decreased yeah. the severity of it. I get mixed reviews. So, but I do recommend it because I do have more people that have had yeah. results from it than not. Yeah. And so because of that, I feel like it's a good thing to recommend. Um, as opposed to magnesium, have you seen women talk For about? Me, like that's kind of a newer thing that I have I've learned about as far as it yeah. affecting hot flashes. I think it's good for relaxation and yeah. sleep. And I, yeah. so I can see why yeah. it can be beneficial. Yeah. I personally, I do take magnesium glycinate is yeah. the one that I take at okay. night. Okay. Um, and I do think it helps um, relax and help sleep. And, yeah. and so I do yeah. think it's a beneficial yeah. thing. Like I'm not really big in a lot of vitamins and a lot of different things yes. because sometimes Same. I think it can be really overwhelming for people. Much. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I take magnesium glycinate as yeah, well. Yeah. It does help me to calm down a little bit because I'm always so excited and excitable. <laughs> I think <laughs> we, we both too. are. Like... <laughs> so, um, so I need things to calm me down. And so magnesium glycinate, I feel like it does help me. Yeah. It actually, it makes me sleepy, I think. Yeah. It's so. also, I mean, people who have constipation or, you know, like it, yeah. can, it can help a lot of different things. So yeah. I think yeah. that's a, I think it's, I think it hits a yeah. lot of different, different places yeah. and, and, and hot flashes may also be one of those things. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, as always, I recommend you talk to your healthcare provider. Absolutely. We are yeah. not here to give you medical advice. You want to talk to your healthcare provider to make sure that medications you're on do not interact with the medications that we are recommending for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, antidepressants, those seem to work really well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they do. And sometimes people are nervous about them because yeah. I think it's still, there are still thoughts. The stigma. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's, it's it, I think it's unfortunate because I yeah. do think for some people, it's a, it's a it's a real game changer, right. and it can really right. make a difference. Right. So um, there are different ones that kind of contribute more to helping with the hot flashes. There are also ones that you can't take if you're on one of the medications like yeah. tamoxifen. Yeah. So that is something you want to talk with someone who yeah. is aware of what all of that is. And yeah. so when they do the recommendation, they're not hurting something that you're already taking. But yeah. I yeah. do think people do get. Yeah. really good results with it. You have to be careful as to what type of antidepressants you're on. Tamoxifen, the mechanism of action, sometimes can interact with the antidepressants. Mm -hmm. so you do want to talk to your healthcare provider. Um, the typical ones that I recommend and, you know, Effexor uh, mm -hmm. is right. one. Effexor is one. And, and some of these, you know, it is good to have someone to, to guide you through it yes. because it's not... These medications aren't something you just want to start and stop yes. at all different, you know, because that, that can affect yeah. you a little differently. Yeah. So you want someone who is 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 can listen and hear you and knows yeah. that, yeah. okay, let's start this, see how yeah. you do. And if you want to get off of it, what's yeah. the good way to kind of wean off of yeah. it? And you can wean off of it very successfully. It's yeah. just a matter of, of making sure you're guided in the right way. Yeah. That. 100%. That's the most important point is how you start and how you stop mm -hmm. is very important. You yeah, can't yeah. take it abruptly, stop it abruptly. Right, so make right. sure you're talking to a healthcare provider. So some you know, medications I will mention, again, please talk to your healthcare provider or Effexor is one. 
and um, neurontin, mm -hmm. gab yeah. gabapentin, also sure. seems to help with hot flashes. Yeah. Yeah. Clonidine is a medication mm -hmm. that's typically used for high blood pressure, right. also seems to help. The one I recently heard uh, is oxybutynin, mm -hmm. which is a bladder medication yeah. Uh, yeah. that also seems to supposedly yeah, help I've with, seen the, that, um, with the hot prescribed. Yeah, yeah, I haven't prescribed that myself, but I have seen that, that, that utilized and, and people get good results. Yeah. Um, and um, one of the newer medications. I know, I'm excited about it. All right, this. I can wait to hear your, your take on this. <laughs> So Vioza, and I really yes. can't say the generic yes. name of it, yes. but Vioza. I'm so glad you can't either. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. let's go with Vioza, yes. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it works for blocking the activity of neurokinin-3. It's a chemical in the brain that helps regulate body temperature. Uh, yeah, I think, and it goes back to, I think it's good to recognize, yeah. like, we have estrogen receptors yeah. in our brain. And yes. so sometimes we just have these side effects and we don't understand what are these side effects coming from and why are we getting them? And, and I think it's good to know, like, our brain has estrogen receptors. And so, yeah. um, you know, other things we'll be talking about like mood and anxiety, like at a different time, like that is affected. And of course it is. And it's not anything that you're doing to cause it at all. And it's not caused by the cancer. It's caused because, you know, we're blocking it and yeah. manipulating that estrogen. And so Vioza has come out, which is pretty exciting because we try all these other things first, right? Like these are all great options and definitely can make a difference, but there are times where they don't. And hot flashes do affect quality of life. They affect sleep, they affect mood, and they affect other health issues. So, yeah. you know, it's something that we do want to have under control. And so when we don't have the option of what we would consider hormone replacement therapy, so systemic estrogen yeah. therapy, then, then Vioza is where it's at. So yeah. we really have gotten some good results with Vioza. Some people I think are a little intimidated by it and that we do have to check liver enzymes. If okay. you, so you check liver enzymes every three, six to nine months okay. for the first year, and then you no longer have to do that. Um, but people get really good results with it. So for me, it's finding cost-wise. Yeah. How is it for people? Sometimes yeah. it, it is something that we have to sign a form for, or yeah. we have to prove you've tried other things. Yeah. Um, and which is kind of frustrating because we have breast cancer patients who can't take estrogen and, and then we have to prove to them people why they, you know, so yeah. that can be kind of fr a frustrating space, but it's not something that can't be handled. And so, um, it is definitely something that is good to, to talk with a provider and, and see if you're a candidate for the Vioza. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. That's great information. It's a newer medication. I've yeah. only used it a couple of times in patients. Um, I've had patients say good things. About yeah, it. I have too. I've yeah. had patients. I always look to see: Are we getting refills? Are we, you know, wanting yeah. to continue? And, and I've had patients now that have have wanted to get their refills. And yeah. so, um, as a provider, I tend to see them back in three months. Yeah. So I'm sure we're getting that three month you know, liver enzyme and I'm getting the sick, you know, yeah. so I'm a little closer follow-up for me yes. within that year when you're taking it, just so we're sure we're doing what's recommended, what's recommended not yeah. because I'm worried about you yeah. taking it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. All right, Jody, this has been yeah. wonderful. I'm just going to just recap really quickly what sure. we talked about. So today we're just talking about hot flashes. Um, I really am praying and hoping that Jody's going to come <laughs> back again in the future yes. because there are so many topics to talk about and she's full of knowledge and built up information. And just, she's done this for 15 years. Okay. She's been a physician assistant, you know, taking care of breast cancer patients in Columbus, Ohio for 15 years. So I'm going to talk about where to find uh, Jody Gibbs in just a <laughs> minute, but I'm just going to recap about the things we talked about today. So we talked about hot flashes. Mm -hmm. This is part of our finding your new normal series and just improving your quality of life. Just because you had breast cancer doesn't mean you cannot have good quality of life. Our hope is that we give you tips and strategies to have better quality of life. Number one, find what triggers you. What are some triggers that are causing the hot flashes? Mm -hmm. uh, number two, Keep your core body temperature low. You know, some tips that we've given you on how, you know, when you sleep, 
kind of clothing you want to wear. And then we talk about food. We talk about you know maintaining a healthy body weight. We talk about exercising. We talk about dietary modifications. We talk about you know avoiding alcohol. She talked about uh, meditation, mindfulness. That's really important. Acupuncture. And then we talked about hormonal ways mm-hmm. to take care of uh, hot flashes. You've been incredible, Jody Gibbs. Thanks for having uh, me. You've done this for 15 years yeah. in Columbus, Ohio. Is yeah. where you work. If yeah. people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah. So um, we uh, recently created a program or practice with a friend of mine who's a therapist. And and with all the list of things that we're talking about, we found there was a, a gap in how to follow through in the recommendations, right? We have like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, yes. time slots. Yes. Um, and and we have great teams. We have survivorship, high risk, we have, you know, our you know, breast surgeons and and great recommendations, but there is a gap in what do people do with those recommendations in between those visits. And so um I created a, a program with my friend who's the therapist under and life and health and wellness in Columbus, Ohio. We have an office space with a parking lot, which we think is really important because it's in Victorian Village. So there is parking there. Um, but we provide the mental health piece as well as that that physical um, um, wellness. We, we kind of married those together. And that way we can, um, when we see a client, if there's um, questions about some of those recommendations that we've just listed off, how do they do that? And how do they put that into a plan? And if there's anxiety that's gone along with that diagnosis, then we're here to to kind of help with that and guide them through that. So we don't see just breast cancer patients. Okay. We see all all patients that have cancer or not have cancer. And so um, really we consider ourselves a women's well-being practice to help you through kind of those transitions. And I love that. So love yeah, that. we really yeah. enjoyed being able to, to be yeah. a resource in Columbus, Ohio. So where can we find yeah, you? Yeah. So Enliven Health and Wellness is the name. We're under um, that, that practice and you can reach us at 614-940-4868. Um, ask to speak with, Aunt, Aunt, I'm sorry, ask to speak with Annie and um, just ask the, to, to get connected with the breast health or with um, the women's well-being program. So awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thanks and for I having have me. all that information on the website okay, great. as well as on the podcast. Great, people know great. where to find you. Great. Thank you so much for taking thanks the for time to be me. here. Really I really appreciate it. And we hope you come back. Absolutely. I would all love right. to. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you found this podcast to be useful. If you do, please share it with other people and give it a five-star rating. It's good seeing you guys and good talking with you. Bye-bye. Take Bye. care. See you next month. Thank you everyone for tuning into the Breast Cancer Podcast. Remember, you're not alone in this fight. I encourage you to be an active part of this podcast. Please share your stories, questions, and suggestions for future topics at my website called drdeepahalaharvey.com. And please share this podcast with others, especially if you found it useful. And please also give it a five-star rating, if you will. Uh, Stay connected as we navigate the complexities of breast cancer. Until next time, take care and keep shining brightly. Disclaimer, this podcast is not intended for complete medical advice, so please talk to your medical professionals.